welcome to the Mindset for Change podcast, where we will look at everyday common experiences we all share in our quest to improve our performance and resiliency. We will provide quick hits with yours truly and longer takes that include interviews with experts across the fields of performance, resilience, and leadership. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Mindset for Change podcast with Russ Flayton. We are debuting episode one, our pilot, our intro. For you sci-fi fans out there, the first ring to rule them all. Uh, very excited to get this off the ground. And so today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about our story, why this idea of change, and how this influences our mindset. So as we kick things off, I'd like to start with a story from a colleague of mine uh, in the performance psych world. This story takes place before any of us even got into sports psych, performance psych, resiliency, any of these uh, mindset related topics. And so just to set the stage, he was a scorekeeper for a junior Olympic style lifting competition. And so the age group that he was doing the scoring for was 12 year olds and the lift they had to do was a clean and jerk. And so basically for those who are unfamiliar, how the lift goes is there's weights on the floor and you have to lift them up over your head and secure the lift. And then it's considers a successful lift. So he's just keeping score. So there was this one 12 year old boy he had noticed uh, was warming up and uh, warmed up pretty easily. Uh, the weights on his bar uh, was 90 pounds, so was able to do successful lifts and warm up. And he had talked to his coach a little bit and the coach said that this kid's goal was to clean and jerk 95 pounds. So how this would work is he would have to start uh, at 90 pounds. And if he did that well, he got two more chances to get to 95 pounds. So all in all, in these type of conversations or competitions, there's three rounds. So round one, kid gets up, got 90 pounds on the bar. He goes to lift the weight off the ground, can't get it above his knees, drops it. Looks over at his coach and he goes, what the heck, coach? And the coach says, I don't know, you didn't warm up. So clearly the kid was disappointed, walked away, had to get to the end of the line and wait for round two. So already, because his first attempt wasn't successful, he was not gonna be able to get 95 pounds. He had to do 90 pounds again. So he gets back up there, his turn, gets over the bar, shakes out his legs this time, and as he explodes off the ground to lift the weight up, gets it to his chest but can't quite settle into it, drops the weight again. Obviously very frustrated, looks back at his coach and goes, what the heck, coach? Coach is like, I don't know, you didn't warm ups. You got this, take your time. So of course he had to go to the end of the line again, wait his turn. So at best, at this point with the third attempt, he's only gonna get 90 pounds. So he gets up, takes a couple deep breaths, kicks his legs out, gets over the bar, explodes off the ground, gets the bar, up to his shoulders, this time he settles under it. So now all he's got to do is push the bar over his head, it's a completed lift, and can end the day. So 
pushes the bar over his head, locks out the lift, the judge scores as a successful lift, drops the weight, and walks off, clearly disappointed that he didn't get his goal. And so the kid and the coach walk over to the judge. The judge tells my colleague to write down 90 pounds completed lift. As the boy and the coach start to walk away from the table, uh, the person in charge of putting the weights on the bar came running over and says, I'm so sorry, that was actually 120 pounds. And so the question I ask is, if that athlete, if that kid would have known it was 120 pounds, do you think he still would have lifted it? Let's think about that for a minute. And so the reason I like to share that story is we tend a lot of times to talk about this idea of focus. What do I choose to focus on? Right? And so if this kid was focused on things that weren't helpful, the likelihood of them being successful is going to be less, right? And if they're focused on things that are helpful, uh, the likelihood of their, of their performance going well will be better. And so this idea of what we choose to focus on really shaped my approach. And for myself, before I even got into sports psychology, I coached high school college football for a couple years, uh, specifically linebackers. And it was always this idea of, well, I told you what to focus on. We told you what your assignments are, and yet mistakes were still getting made. Uh, there's high pressure situations or they're nervous, but mistakes continue to get made. And this idea of focus really kind of lends itself to, am I really being intentional? As a coach, you know, I never really bought into what's mental or what is physical. Just you're either prepared or you're not. However, what does it mean to be prepared? And so I'm blending here this weightlifting story and then my background as a coach to say this. There are tasks or jobs, responsibilities that we have to execute during performances, but then there's also demands that we experience. And when we prepare for both, the tasks and demands, now we're being intentional. It's really not about the mental, physical thing. It's just I'm going to be more prepared if I'm accounting for these things because that's what I'm going to experience. And so for the first five years of my career, the message was always how do we be intentional so we're prepared, period. And as a sport and performance consultant, that was the bulk of the work, just helping people understand what it means to be intentional for their performance. And then came the year 2015. And this is where the idea of change comes into play. So leading up to 2015, I had an opportunity to work for the military. I supported a lot of youth and college athletics. And now I'm teaching at a graduate program for sports psychology in Chicago. And this is the this is the time when I met uh, another colleague, uh, Dr. Fred Hanna. Now, Fred is a specialist when it comes to this idea of resistance and motivation. And at the time, he was the director of a doctoral program in, in counselor education, and I was teaching in a program for sports psychology. And I met him the very first day I stepped on campus and school uh, just started. And he introduced himself and says, hey, Russ, you want to go get some lunch? And I said, sure, that, that sounds great. We both like food, uh, bonded right away over sports. So we go off and uh, get some lunch. 
And during lunch, we're talking a little bit about our specialties and what we do. And we stumbled upon this topic of mindset. And so from my background, you know, we're talking a little bit about this idea of fixed and growth and how we want athletes to be bought into a process. And he liked it. He goes, yeah, it makes total sense. He goes, is it okay though if I ask you a question? I said, sure, Fred, what's your question? And he goes, well, what if they don't wanna? <laughs> you know, and I kind of laughed. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, you're athletes. You know, I, I get what you're trying to teach them. He goes, but what if they don't wanna do it? I said, well, you know, I think probably pretty standard like anyone else, just try and educate them on why this is a benefit. Um, you know, if we're looking at kind of gaps in their performance and opportunities to improve, um, you know, just starting there, just kind of how that fits into their day-to-day -day and, and build up the education from there. He goes, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. He goes, uh, but what if they don't want to do that? <laughs> I just looked at him, I said, well, shit, Fred, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, I guess just chalk it up that I do the best I can and you know not everyone's gonna fall in line. And that's the start of the conversation. We all experience resistance. It, it's part of human nature. We're gonna feel stuck. Uh, we're not always going to have the motivation and so what do we do? And from there, that's when he started telling me a little bit about his work and, and this idea of going on the offense, allowing our mindset to be on the offensive side of the ball, uh, recognizing those conditions that allow us to be successful. And so that completely changed my approach. And not so much from this idea of being intentional, but how do I start the conversation? You know, how do I help someone understand where we start this journey. So if I want to be more resilient or I want to increase my performance, what do I pay attention to? What are the things that can be my foundation? And so when we understand our mindset from a perspective of change first, what we're teaching ourselves up front before I even begin training and development is how I need to learn. And one of the sayings I used to have was, you're only as resilient as your ability to adapt, you know, or adjust. Because as a coach, the name of the game is, whoever can make the adjustments first is gonna be successful, right? However, I've changed that. And so now I say, you are only as resilient as your willingness to learn. Because it's the learning piece that allows us to not just get by and manage things, but really knock them, knock those stoplights, knock those resistance points right off the path and stay on the tracks for moving forward. And so when we talk about you know mindset for change, this whole podcast will be about taking apart these common experiences that we all go through and we share together, the common human condition, the hardwiring. So that way, we have a mindset that is made for being able to navigate and implement change because the only constant we have in our day-to-day -day is change. Learning is a form of change. And change is necessary for growth and resilience. And so as we wrap up this first episode, I'm going to leave you with a question. How do you navigate making change?
specifically for this purpose, to give you a little insight, whether you're an athlete or a coach listening right now, do you value the ability to make change? Is that important for you? That is a great way to start getting an idea of the type of mindset you have and whether or not you're gonna be able to continue to learn, grow, and adapt, or you can plateau and get stuck. So thank you for listening to this first pilot episode. We'll be able to start breaking down your quick hits, longer takes, some interviews, all around the idea of helping our mindset develop from a perspective of change so we can start thriving long-term. Talk to you all again soon.